Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Today is for the business savvy, and I want to talk about a specific business that I've been getting more questions about, which is getting into the cannabis or marijuana business here in Thailand. Uh, very quickly, if you don't go through this whole podcast, I'm going to tell you, don't do it. The timing is not right. The timing is not now. Before I get into it is, think about this. It's not always the first company that creates something or gets in a market that always survives. We've all heard of Facebook. Maybe you're listening to this on Facebook or Instagram. But was Facebook and Instagram the first social media ever created? No, it wasn't. For those who don't remember, how about Friendster? Remember Friendster? Then after that was MySpace. Well, what happened to them? Yeah, the people sold it, especially the MySpace guy. But they're no longer here. So it, it, when you look at the marketplace, not every company that gets in first is always going to make the most money, always going to be most profitable. This is not a race. And the one thing that I love about Apple's strategies, they're not always the first. Yes, without a question, Steve Jobs, the brilliant genius that he was, was reinvented the music world by creating an iPod, which was re really the first. But really before that, there were other MP3 players by Sony. But the iPod transformed the music world and how we listen to music. Then came the iPhone. But when you look at the Apple business model since then, it's very different. They're a little bit more conservative. A lot of the features and designs of the iPhone were not first. They were actually come from other companies like Samsung. If you, if you think, if you really look at what is the most innovative cell phone company right now, it's Samsung. Samsung is usually the first to do all these cool things whether it's on the Android OS or on the hardware designs, then other companies follow suit. And Apple does the same exact thing because they want to get it right. And now look at Apple. One of the richest companies in the world. They hold a bundle of cash. It's just brilliantly run. It's Warren Buffett's, one of his largest holdings, and it's one of his favorite companies. It's one of my favorite companies. So back to the cannabis business. <clears throat> if you're not aware, recently, as a couple months ago, or about a month ago, the Thai government, and this is the first country in Asia, legalized cannabis. But there's a caveat. Cannabis is only legal with plants that have a THC level lower than 0.1%. That's basically nothing. No psychoactive components to it at all. So for anyone that wants to get into this business, what you have to realize is number one, this is very, very new. Politicians, government officials are treading water. 
And the ones that are getting to the business are the ones that have a lot of money behind them, means that they're able to give happy money under the table to certain people in the different ministries, to organizations, to get things done. If you don't have that kind of influence, nor you have that kind of big pocketbook, there's no way you're gonna get into this business. It's extremely difficult. It's more than just a boys club. It's a super exclusive club where you have to be literally like big names of Red Bull family, CP group. You know, I'm not saying they're in the business, but those are the type of individuals which are billionaire families that are able to get things done in the marijuana business. If you are just, maybe you own a distribution business, a grow house, or own like maybe a couple uh, cannabis lounges or even a dispensary. Yes, you may know what you're doing and you're quite successful where you're at, but coming here, it's a whole new ball game, completely different. And it's all about relationships. Everything here is about relationships. And the other tough thing about working here is the constantly changing and evolving laws that the government puts out. Nothing is set in stone. I'll give you a good example. Were you aware that Thailand is one of, has one of the highest adoption, consumer adoption rates for cryptocurrency? And also were you aware that Thailand has one of the highest sales of NFTs and also holders of NFTs in the world? You would have never guessed that, huh? You would have think it would be some Western country like the United States, but it's not, it's Thailand. But Thailand recently changed a law that outlaws transactions in crypto. So not too long ago, you can buy a house. There were certain luxury developers that were that were selling homes for Bitcoin, Ethereum. You can buy a house with crypto. You can do transactions with crypto, but now it's outlawed. I do believe it's a big mistake and I believe they're gonna bring it back. And another thing too that changed is, changed for the better. Earlier this year, uh, the Thai government wanted to impose a capital gains tax for crypto. But the public, you know, raised some hell so the Thai government did not implement that. So that's good news for investors like me. But what I'm trying to say is, is that unlike Western governments, laws change literally at a whim. What was once happened today may not happen tomorrow. What was once proposed today may not happen tomorrow. Everything changes like the wind. Politicians change, influence change, monies change, relationships change. So you're not playing with just the rules of, let's say, of California, cannabis laws in Nevada, cannabis laws in, in Florida, where it's set in stone. Even though there are some hurdles you have to go through and there are some 
politicians that you have to grease into their campaigns because they only allow for a certain amount of licenses for dispensaries and grow houses and, and cafes and so forth. But it's nothing like it's here. It's a thousand times harder. And it's such a new industry. I have no idea what's to come. No idea what's to come. So my fellow entrepreneurs out there, I'm sorry to tell you, you would be making a big mistake by trying to jump into this game now. The best way to do it and to have less headaches, less, less money that's coming out of your pocket to get things done is to wait till things have rolled out that you've seen businesses successfully conducting business, then get in. You don't have to be the first one to start doing it here. Just like you don't have to be the first one to do it anywhere. The market and history has proven time and time again. Most people that are first in the marketplace do not survive. It's the ones that come later. When laws and regulations are in place, when they figure it out, um, better tweaks of the, of the product or service. Facebook is a perfect example of that. Amazon is, a, is another perfect example of that. So be patient, take your time, watch the market. And one thing that I want you to be cautious about Asians are notorious for over-exaggerating. They're great salespeople. The best salespeople in the world are Asian, <clears throat> hands down. Asians are the best salespeople in the world. But I despise doing business with Asians because you can never trust them. You don't know if the words that are coming out of their mouth is, is the truth. Is it an over-exaggeration? Most of the time it is. I actually prefer to do business with Westerners, especially Americans and Japanese, Taiwanese, because Japanese and Taiwanese are very honorable, just like Americans and Canadians and Europeans, Western Europeans, when conducting business. If they're telling you they're gonna do something, they're gonna do it. They tell you how it is. And they're honorable. They will honor contracts. But in most Asian countries, what comes out of their mouth is usually an over-exaggeration. Even if they put it in a, con in a contract and they sign it, they will still not honor it. So if you have some lead or someone introduces you to somebody here in Thailand that says they can get you into business, they can get you a license, they can do this and do that, do this, do that, I can almost assure you that 99% of the stuff that's coming out of their mouths is complete bullshit. Over-exaggeration. Because especially, especially how new the cannabis industry, I mean, just literally 30, just a little over 30 days ago, it was legalized here. Cannabis with 0.21%, pretty sure it's 0.2%. No, I'm sorry, 0.1% THC or less. It's so new that you will have to grease more palms 
trying to get into this business than ever before because that's how they're going to stiff you. That's how they're going to tell you, oh, you're gonna be the first and you wanna be the first so you have to pay more money. And then once you pay, don't think you just pay one time and it's gonna happen. No, it's like the mob. You have to keep paying and paying more and more and more. That's why you want to wait for more regulation that's why you want to wait for other organizations and other people to come to this market, make their mistakes, get out of the market, and learn from their mistakes so you can do it right. So there are plenty of side hustles here in Thailand, I can assure you. Cannabis is not one that you want to get into, at least not yet. Take your time, study the market. You have plenty, plenty of time to get in this market. Thailand is a big country. They are expecting Thailand to have more regulations, have more products. I mean, they, it's so wishy-washy right now between uh, retail and medical marijuana. They have not a clue what's going on. It's literally like California or in LA 25 years ago when they just legalized medical marijuana. It's even before that. It is so new, folks. And unless you want the headaches, don't even bother. You have plenty of other places to focus your time, your effort, and your money elsewhere where you can make money with less headaches and less frustrations. Coming to this market now, all it's gonna do is increase your stress, increase your frustrations, because nothing get done, and that's all it's gonna do is just drain your pocketbook. And that's it. And remember this too, Thailand's still a very traditional country. People still look at cannabis as, oh my God, that's illegal. I don't, be thrown in, I don't wanna be thrown in jail. They don't quite know all the medical purposes yet. How long did it take just in the States it took decades of education, decades. Thailand is more traditional. It's gonna take a long time. So, <clears throat> this is not necessarily a gold rush. This is a nothing rush. This is something that you just watch, it's great. I'm gonna take a step back. I'm just gonna see what happens. Then I'll decide. All I wanna do is save you time all I want to do is save you money. And that's the idea of these podcasts. Don't make mistakes. Because what may seem like a golden goose might seem like a golden ticket. You may have some fast-talking local tie that says, hey, I have the influence of this minister, that minister, and this and that. Get things done. I can assure you it's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. So don't do it. Take your time. If anything, just freaking come here to Thailand, retire, enjoy your money. Why start a business? Why work? That's a great thing about Thailand. Everything's cheap. <laughs> you know, one thing that I, uh, I tell everybody, when I feel that they have enough money and then they want to come to Thailand and still work or start a business, I tell them, why? Why? You are rich enough. You have enough money for four to five to 10 lifetimes. Why? 
are you telling me that you, that you have no idea what to do outside of work? You're not telling me that you may have one or two hobbies that you want to try. Maybe you want to try kite surfing. Maybe you want to be an artist, photographer. Maybe you just want to be a professional traveler. Maybe you've always wanted to write a book. I'm sure if you really think hard, you have plenty of other hobbies that's going to keep you occupied for the rest of your retirement instead of having to put your nose to the grindstone and start another business and work. And when it comes down to it, as we talk things out, they're like, yeah, that's true. I don't need to work. I don't want to start a business. That's a pain in the ass. I'm just going to retire. So my best advice to you is, if you have a seven figures net worth, you're coming here with a couple million dollars, five million, 10 million, don't work, don't start a business. Come here, buy some homes, enjoy the good life. We'll talk to you soon.